0: for the normal usual chit chat before we get into the interview. So today's podcast, I interviewed our guest, Cassandra Kilkenny. Met her on the gram, like I met a lot of people, but I've been following her for a while. She is a nationally qualified bikini competitor. She is a bodybuilder. I mean, that girl is strong. (laughs) Like she can squat and deadlift 300 pounds, but she also is following different passions when it comes to coaching, life coaching and all of that stuff. And so we talk a lot about confidence. We talk about mindset. We talk about discipline when it comes to your fitness journey, but also when it comes to other areas of your life. And another thing that we talk about that I think is really important is when you have unsupportive people in your life and people that are maybe holding you back or giving you negative feedback or telling you that you can't do something and how to really deal with those type of people. I think that's something that's really important because a lot of us, have those unsupportive people in our lives. And they might be our mom or our dad or our best friend or our partner. And we don't necessarily know how to go about that. So we touch base on that as well and how to deal with those unsupportive people when you're following your dreams. Because when you're following your dreams, especially if it's unconventional and you're wanting to start your own business or do something for yourself, you're going to have those unsupportive people. So that was something that we touched base on in this episode as well. So you guys are going to love this podcast episode. I am so excited. There was some glitches in the audio. So just bear with me. This was one of the first podcasts I, I recorded, so just bear with me with the glitches in the audio. We lost some connection and stuff like that, but let's jump in because the quality of the conversations beats the quality of the audio. All right, let's do it. Welcome everyone to the High Vibe Podcast. Today's episode, I have Cassandra Kilkenny. She has a bachelor's degree in business management, which I do too. She is an NSAM certified personal trainer, Square Squarespace, I'm just going to say expert because you built my website and it's amazing. Um, and I absolutely love it. You guys, like she is amazing at Squarespace. She's a web designer, bodybuilder, literally a beast. She can squat and deadlift 300 pounds, like insane. And she's also a national, nationally qualified bikini competitor. And she's also part of the 5 a.m. club with me. She's in our little chat. She's been waking up. Like a boss, pretty much. Like, you've been on it. Um, And I just really, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I feel like you're gonna have so much value to deliver. And I'm excited to just chat with you. We've never actually chatted one on one, but I feel like we have so many similarities in terms of the way we think and our mindset and just like personalities. And I really admire your work ethic. Um, And so I am so excited to have you on here. And if you wanna go ahead and just introduce yourself so the audience can know a little bit more about you how you got to where you are, and really just your vision of where you're going as well.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much, Tori, for having me on here. It's really, really, really an honor. I've been following you for like two years now, I think.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. And
1: your Instagram has grown like crazy. Yeah, and we had a lot in common. I know we connected initially um, on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I where do I start? Um, I am a, currently I'm a Squarespace web designer, so I do run my um, Squarespace web design business. Um, I am actually in the process of transitioning into women's balance and empowerment coaching, so helping women find inner peace, balance, um, finding themselves and staying true to themselves in a world that doesn't necessarily encourage authenticity anymore. Um, And that's something that I've been really kind of shifting my focus into. So I'm really excited about that, but I am still doing um, Squarespace at the same time.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And I would love to know, (laughs) so one of the things that I really wanted to talk about and just hear from you and your experience um, was I remember when you were prepping for your first bikini competition I think that's the only one that you've done so far but you killed it yeah um and and I remember just seeing your journey and the grind and the discipline day in and day out like you documented the whole thing and I was like oh my gosh like this girl has so much discipline and I also remember watching you like I mean so much discipline to the fact that like, you were baking the most incredible looking things
1: <laughs> like every day like <laughs> yeah. I
0: remember you baking all of these things and I was like how is she baking all of that and not eating any of it like yes. that alone is just like so much willpower and so much discipline because when I, whenever I'm baking like I'm constantly licking the batter I'm constantly doing all that <laughs> stuff and I remember you're using that like as therapy I, I just like very much remember that distinctly because I was like I admired your discipline and the work, and you had a goal and you're like, this is what I'm doing. This is the goal. And you, I know you made a lot of sacrifice to make that happen. And, and you just made a decision and you went for it. And so I would love Mm -hmm. to hear kind of like your philosophy on, I get the whole discipline versus motivation question all the time. Like people are like, I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated. And I don't really believe in motivation. Like it's fleeting. I think it's good when it's there but it's hardly ever there you know yeah. and and it doesn't last and so I would yeah. love to hear kind of just like your journey through your bikini competition and then just like talk about your philosophy of discipline and how that translates into other areas of your life because we know like how you do one thing is how you do everything right and when you show up and you work hard on your health and your fitness like Mm -hmm. you're working really hard on your business and on your personal growth and on your now your coaching business and so i would love to just kind of i know that was a handful of a question but i would love to just really hear your whole philosophy philosophy on discipline and how that translated from one area of your life to everything else
1: yeah. So as far as the, the journey goes, when I was doing my competition prep, <clears throat> you know, I actually, I had a ton of outside support. I had friends, um, acquaintances even who would stop by and ask me, you know, cause I work at, a, um, I work at Lifetime Fitness. So I'm mm-hmm. an account manager there. I'm in my office all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'd have people who would stop by and support me. Like, how are you doing? How are you doing? And I'm going to be honest with you, that really, really helped me get through it. The baking did too. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it was the support. Um, I couldn't, one thing that kind of ties in with the discipline side of the question is at the end of the day, if I, I didn't cheat. Although one time I did think I was going to drop out of the prep (laughs) and I had a bunch of multivitamin gummies. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, I don't think it really hurt me that much. I probably needed it more than anything, but, um, no. So, you know, I had a ton of support from people and at the end of the day, I had to ask myself, okay, if I cheated on my diet or I didn't complete my workout, can I go home and can I sleep? Can I look in the mirror and be completely happy with who I am and the effort that I gave today? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a question that I ask myself when it comes to essentially everything. If I, you know did kind of a crappy workout. Mm -hmm. Am I saying, you know, is it, was it a crappy workout or did I show up even though I didn't want to, um, and give everything that I had? I mean, there, there is a difference between the two, but at the end of the day, I have to be able to look in the mirror and be happy with what and who I see Mm -hmm. internal and external. So, Mm -hmm. um, that question definitely got me through that as well, because then at the end of the day, when you talk to your coach, you know, the accountability, the actual accountability side of things. I'm not going to lie because I don't I wouldn't feel good about that. And that really <laughs> that yeah. was like that final push that kind of gets you through prep. Mhm. But um having having the support there was I didn't realize how much that meant and how much that helped um until I mean pretty much the last few weeks when it was kind of like crunch time and I was starting to really feel the effects of the prep. I mean, I felt it the whole time because it was a very short and hard prep. It was eight weeks versus, Mm -hmm. versus most people usually do 12 to 16 weeks. Um, but you were already in great shape. Like when you started,
0: I mean, you were already, (laughs) you were already already consistently like lifting and working out, you know, and, and you had a great, I think you had a great foundation and a base, you
1: I think that played a huge role in the success as well. I had a a good foundation. I was actually my heaviest that I've ever been right before the prep. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had more than I anticipated personally to go, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's fine. You know, it was just an added challenge. And at the end of the day made what came, what resulted that much sweeter. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And I wanted to talk about this uh, topic of support as well. Cause I think support and accountability like is huge. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that want to do changes in their life. They want to do big things, but maybe even their close circle or coworkers or family aren't supportive of them. And I wanted to know like, if Because you were saying support really helped you get through that. And I, when Mm -hmm. I think about a lot of things and life changing moments in my life, I had someone there, like support, like even if it was just one person that I could go and talk to and just like vent out. Um, So, my question would be if someone wants to make a change or they want to go after something or, you know, go after a goal or whatever, and they don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have anyone right now in their circle that they feel, that they could turn to, that they could you know, link arms and run with. Like, what would be mm-hmm. your advice to go out and seek that type of support? Like, would it be going and finding a coach? Would it be go, meeting new people, getting out of your comfort zone? Like, what would you recommend for someone who doesn't necessarily have that support right in, in reach of them?
1: Yeah. Or they don't think they do. Um, so I think a good question to ask yourself is if you are able to hold yourself accountable first because there are some things that I am like accountability wise, I'm good. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't quite need that support, but you know, when you had your 5am club question, Mm -hmm. I knew I needed that extra hour of my day, but I couldn't get myself up. So, so hard. um, (laughs) So, so
0: hard. Yeah.
1: And even sometimes within the group chat, I'm like, Oh, okay. Just get up and, and text the group chat and then you will, you will get that. Yeah. And that's, gotten me through a lot of mornings. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, kind of ask yourself that question first, because at the end of the day, if you feel that there is something you can hold yourself accountable to absolutely do that because it just feels that much better. Mm -hmm. Not taking away from the support side of things though. once you identify what you need support with, um, I would probably like with social media is amazing because we have access to people, we have access to programs and courses and all of mm-hmm. these things that years ago, you know, it wouldn't have been an option. So a hundred percent, um, per- personally I like to look like when I'm looking at fitness information, I'm following big fitness pages I'm following big, um, you know, big names. And mm-hmm. so what I'd probably recommend is to look for, um, like search keywords that mm-hmm. are what you're looking, support, looking for support in. So if you mm-hmm. need, um, somebody to help you with confidence, search confidence coach as a hashtag or a profile in, Mm -hmm. in, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, I would personally lean away from Google just because there's so much. And I feel like you're, you want to work with somebody who has that social media presence because they have put in the time, they've put in the effort to develop that content for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm personally working with a coach right now who I've been following her for years. Mm -hmm. um, And I've, kind of followed this path of like using what I could, because at the time I couldn't necessarily afford some of the things that she offered. And then I got to a point where I could afford some of the things. And now I'm at a point where I'm like working one-on-one with her. Uh So it's not necessarily like jumping into absolute one-on-one coaching, but finding the resources and the people that you are, that you feel you can start to rely on. And as time goes on, Taking advantage of and investing in them because at the end of the day, they are still investing in you by creating these resources and programs. And eventually, you know, who knows, somebody that you follow for a year or so could make a massive impact in your life one or two years down the line.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, and there's so many like different types of coaches out there. And I think there's, mm-hmm. there's pure accountability. There's peer support. Like our little 5am club, it's just, we're all normal yeah. humans and that we're like, yeah. we need that accountability to wake up at 5am. Um, and yeah. I know there was, there was like been a couple of times where I didn't wake up at 5am and then I look at the chat and then everyone else woke up and I'm like, that's not right. happening tomorrow, you know? And it just like, yes. it really, yes. it like, it just holds you to a different level. And I think, yeah. I loved what you said about like knowing what areas you can be disciplined in and recognizing mm-hmm. that and, and really just saying, okay, like, what can I do to really stay consistent in certain areas and what do I need support for? And yeah. that self-awareness, I think is huge. Asking yourself that Absolutely. question and the self-awareness of that is everything? Because once you start to know yourself and you know where you need help, it makes yeah. it so much clearer of where you're going to seek or what resources you're going to look for. So I love yeah. that you said that of saying, figure out what you actually need help with and what you can do yourself. You know, and I absolutely yeah. love that. And honestly, if anything, like if you feel like you don't have anyone, I I guarantee you, there's probably people in your life that you just don't even know that would support you. That
1: you know, absolutely that and, too. And yeah, because you're
0: not talking about it. Like they they just don't know that no they need your sport because you're not being communicative yeah. about it. And I know for me personally, whenever I'm going after goals and certain things, as vulnerable as it can be, I like to talk about things publicly. Like before I'm there, mm-hmm. like while I'm on my journey, because even this like 5 a.m. Yeah. club, I talked about it publicly because the public accountability is everything too. And then not only that, but people yep. will start to rise up from the woodworks that you had no idea were supportive, you know? And so yes. I think even just that public accountability, if you feel like there's no one else, you don't have any money to invest in and in coaching your resources. Like honestly, mm-hmm. you guys, there's so, there's so much resources and so much power in social media when we use it in a good way.
1: Yeah. you. I was just going to say, you never, you never know who you're inspiring even if your accountability is self-accountability, you know, let's say you, like, for example, you, you post that, uh, like a little boomerang every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know who you're inspiring. And, you know, our challenge is 66 days on day 66. You could have somebody who says, Hey, I've actually been following this with you. And mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you. So you really never know who's out there and who's watching and don't, I, I don't know how like the right way to say this, but you know, show up for that person. Don't Mm -hmm. like fail, not fail, but kind of lean away from it just because you don't hear anything or see anything or get any kind of response. You really never know who you're inspiring.
0: A hundred percent. There's so many people that just never say anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're just watching your journey and, and, and watching you go on it. And I I think just publicly sharing your journey, wherever it is, whatever your goal is from the beginning is so powerful. And not only that, but you can look back at, on your own journey, whether it's in fitness, yeah. whether it's your morning routine, whatever it is, you can look back and be like, damn, like, look where I started yeah. and look where I am now. Um, I absolutely yeah. love that. And another thing, I think we're going to talk a lot about mindset, but I want to talk about limiting beliefs and pushing yeah. past limiting beliefs, because I know for me, like the self-awareness of saying, because mm-hmm. our limiting beliefs, obviously they're limiting, but to us, there are truths right? They're the story that we continue yeah. to tell ourselves and we don't realize that it's yeah. just our thoughts. So I would love to hear, um, obviously you can share as much as you want, but I would love to hear any type of, you know, mental blocks or limiting beliefs that you've had throughout your life, how you've overcome them, like what they were and how you've overcome them and kind of just like yeah. take us through that journey.
1: Yeah. So two, two actually come to mind immediately. The first one was actually when I started weightlifting about five, six years ago. I can't even believe it's been that long. Wow. Um, you know, there was, there's a, there's a, there at that time, there was much more of a stigma of men being in the weight room and women, not so much. Mm-hmm. And so I felt not only this t- timidness um as far as getting into the room and and lifting weights and looking like I knew what I was doing um but I also at the end of the day you know I did value strength because I grew up a competitive athlete so it was like it was less about the confidence and more about I want to be able to lift a lot but I don't think that I can Mm-hmm. And so whenever I do an exercise or a workout, I, might, I had this thought that would always go through my head like, oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, no, I can't do that. And it was just so firm in my head that it was truly what I believed. Mm-hmm. And so I at the time, there was a girl who got me into weightlifting and I would go with her and we would do, I would do the workouts with her. And uh-huh. she'd look at me and be like, Cassandra, you can do more than that. And I'm like, no, I can't. And she's, and she literally was like, she said a phrase that that actually became my mantra for so many years. And it was, your body is so much stronger than you think. Yes. And (laughs) it was a game changer for me because after that, whenever I was, you know, working out or lifting weights or whatever it was doing, and I felt like this is too much. I can't do it. I would immediately shift my mindset and think, nope, your body is stronger than you think you are. And as soon as I would say that to myself, I could do one more rep or one more mm-hmm. set or just a little bit more weight. Just having those few words really, really push yourself. And it almost like expands your mind to so many possibilities mm-hmm. and you know, realities that you didn't think were possible um so that was a huge game changer for me that phrase of your body is so much stronger than you think and i really you know that was something that carried me through and still does today you know when i was trying to go for my 300 pound deadlift and squat it took me quite a few attempts to do it for the deadlifts and i would tell myself there's no reason i can't do this there's no reason i can't do this I, i've calculated it mathematically <laughs> i mean like like i should be there i can do this and you Know, I attempted for several weeks only, you know, once a week because it's so taxing on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but finally, it was just like you're stronger than you think you are, you're stronger than you think you are, and the weight just goes right up. So, yeah, um, it's so crazy oh, well, right before a little, we, little bit slow,
0: <laughs> the, limit, the limiting belief, though. But, um, yeah. just to before we go into to your next one of that topic, I, I can't think of his name right now, he's an ex Navy SEAL. Or marine, one of those. And David
1: David Goggins. Yes, yes. I just Dave- finished his book.
0: Oh my gosh, was it yes. good? Yeah. And oh,
1: it was. What- phenomenal.
0: And like his philosophy was when you want to, when you feel like you're quitting or you feel like your body's going to give up, you're only at like 45% or something like that. Like he said, like that's what he says is like, when you feel like quitting, you're only at 45%. And most people quit at their 45%. It could be 35. I don't remember the exact number, but for yeah. some reason, 45 is coming to my mind. Um, but when yeah. he said that, that changed the game for me because your, our minds are designed to keep us safe, right? And anytime, yes. anytime that we're trying to get outside our comfort zone and when you're growing and you're lifting heavier – you're getting outside your comfort zone. You're, you're pushing your body past its limits and you're really pushing yep. your, it's your mind past what you believe and is true. And, um, yep. but I love that philosophy that your body is stronger than you think because our minds quit way before our bodies do.
1: Always. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um,
0: but yep. yeah, David Goggins, yep. I absolutely love him.
1: Yes. His book was awesome. It was recommended to me and it took me a while to read or it uh-huh. took me a while to get to, but, um, I just finished it back in January so only a couple of days ago but it was it was just so good. I would highly recommend, recommend everybody it. read that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he I someone wrote a book like with him. I think he lived with someone for a month or something like that or a week. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I listened to it on a podcast, but he he basically like it was something about him living with a navy, navy sailor. And I think it was David Goggins and um Basically, he wanted to get this mental and physical fitness like David Goggins. Yeah. So they'd wake up yeah. at like four or five in the morning, every single morning. He had to do a hundred yeah. pull-ups every single day, a hundred push-ups. And, like, and this guy wasn't in that great. Of, like, he was just like an average person, didn't really like work out or anything. But he yeah. wanted that discipline and that toughness of David Goggins. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he said that he learned so much. So what is the
1: book yeah. by him? Yeah. It's called can't hurt me. Can't hurt me. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. So definitely, you definitely recommend that one.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I love, I love his philosophy and that, that whole thing changed my mindset. Like your body, when you want to quit, your body's only at 45%. I was like, mine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Back to the limiting beliefs or or mental blocks that you've had.
1: Yeah. So the second one is, was actually with my web design business. Um, I would say, as with any business owner, I had terrible imposter syndrome. I mean, I yes. had a, I had a habit of undercharging. I'd go for you know whatever I could get, and sometimes I still find myself doing that. Um, and so, it is something that I'm continuously working on, and I'm I'm trying very very hard to move away from it, especially as I move into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but coaching comes a lot na- more naturally to me than Squarespace web design. But the imposter syndrome was a huge mental roadblock that really stood in my way for a long time. When it came to trying to overcome that and move past it, I had to what what I really did was go out and educate myself. Mm -hmm. So to get past imposter syndrome, you have to understand or believe that you are good at what you did, Mm -hmm. and so it helps when you complete projects and you get testimonials because then those are you know, those are kind words. Those are feel good moments that you did. Oh, um, know you cut out. Okay, there we go. You huh. did something. Oop, can you see me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, testimonials, so the testimonials are, you know, they tell you that you've done a great job essentially. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, that helps boost your confidence. It helps boost your skill level. And each client, each client project, you're going to learn a new skill as you go. No matter how skilled you are, you're going to learn something new with every Mm -hmm. single client. I I fully believe that. Um, So taking the time to educate yourself and answer questions like, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I improve on X skill or Y skill? Mm -hmm. Educating yourself helps with the imposter syndrome because you get to a point where like where you look at something or you look at your project and you say, oh yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And the more you tell yourself, I can do that, it starts to push that limiting belief back and it kind of levels it. On top of educating yourself and really, really believing it, just saying yes is another thing that I found worked for me personally. So whenever I would see a project that, okay, I see 80 to 90% or even 70% is doable, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll figure out the rest. And then when you take on the more of those challenges and you then follow through and you're able to do it because mm-hmm. there's no other option but to succeed and figure it out, mm-hmm. you then become even more confident in the skill that you
0: have. hmm I love that. I So I actually did a podcast on... Uh, podcast episode all about confidence and I love that you're saying mm-hmm. that you said like just say yes and and to me I yeah. think confidence is a skill that we develop through taking action like the more yeah. that you take action the more that you do things you become confident in areas that you've done multiple times there's areas in your life yep. like you know you're very confident in your ability I don't know to ride a bike or, or to lift weights or to work out or whatever. And there's yep. th- certain things that you're confident in because you do it all the time. But then there's those yeah. things where you're like, I don't know about that because I've never done that before, right? But when mm-hmm. you start yep. saying yes and you take on those projects that you've never done before, but you figure it out because everything is yeah. figure outable. That was Marie For- Forleo. Um, yeah. Everything, yes. everything is figure outable. Like you'll find a way when you when you commit to something and there's no opportunity yeah. to turn around or quit you'll figure it out. And then when you start doing more of those, those things, you start saying yes to things that you've never done before. You start to develop that confidence in yourself and your ability to figure it out and your ability to rise. And I love that you said that of like, just saying yes, you know, because I think so many people are so scared to say yes to things because they're like, well, I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I had a conversation like, If you look at your past and let that dictate your future, you'll never do anything ever again. (laughs) You know, like you'll never experience, you'll never grow, you know? And so I love that you said like, say yes to things, say yes to opportunities. Even if you don't know how to do all the things, you'll research it. You'll figure it out. And then you'll develop little by little building block of confidence. Oh my gosh. So I definitely, I feel like I want to stick on this topic a little bit because I think especially with social media, you know, um, it can be used for a lot of good, but I think that a lot of people yeah. are showing highlight reels and you, know, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Like you want to show up as your, as your best self and inspiring and as a leader, but then you always, and people t- might tell you, you know, you're inspiring or this helped me. And then you always have that little like evil mean girl in your head telling you, but if they only knew, like if they only knew what you're really going through or your struggle, you know, and then you start to say yeah. like, who am I to be here and show up? Like, who am I to be yeah. able to help people? Who am I to do this? And yeah, I think like, I, I think imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people struggle with, you know, everyone, oh, yeah. you know, and I think when we start to switch it from us to how can I help and how can I serve? Because what I, what I realize is that you're, you're always one step ahead of someone else you know and as long as you focus on giving and serving and helping others with what you have and what you've learned and your journey as you go through it like there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong way that you can really show up you know as far as yeah. like like oh i'm doing it wrong or i'm not good enough because there's always someone who's looking to you for inspiration you know yeah. but that imposter syndrome i think is just it's something that I definitely have struggled with plenty of times in certain areas. And especially yeah. when you, you get into new things, right. Mm-hmm. And new Areas you're like, well, I've never done this. So I don't know about, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I like, who am I to start a podcast? Who am I to do coaching? You know? Who am I to train people? Like, you know, like we really like, yep. I think we all have that like mean girl inside of us that's telling us that yeah. we're not good enough, you know? Um, and I think what my yeah. question would be, what do you do to, either like lean in and really get out that, that mean girl that comes up that tells you that you're not good enough or you mm-hmm. can't do something. Do you, do you journal? Do you meditate about it? Do you just take more action? Like, what do you do when you have those, those thoughts come up about any new thing that you're doing?
1: It, it kind of depends on the situation. So if it's an internal, actually, I guess it really doesn't. If it, whether it's internal, internal or external. So for example, I had somebody told me, somebody that I respected told me the other, just the other day, you know, um, there's no market for what you're looking for, what you want to do. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to hire you. What? And <laughs> yeah, it was, it kind of felt like I got stabbed in the heart. And was this someone I, that you
0: really, uh, re- like was, their word?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it. It is somebody that I respect because he has built a very successful business himself, Uh and he does very well. He's excellent at what he does, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why it hurt that much more that this person that I respect is willing to tell me this. And and I understand his intention. He wants to, in a sense, keep me safe, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But um, hearing that really, I you know, mindset is something that I have to work very very hard on personally. Real is mm-hmm. I tend to be more of a realist, lean mm-hmm. a, lo- a little bit closer to pessimist and so it's been a very conscious effort for the last year or so to be more positive and focus on optimism. And you know, I I've, I've been in a very very good place recently and then when he said that to me especially after I had just made the decision to shift mm-hmm. my business focus, it just brought me down so far. And I, I knew that I needed to, this was, I knew this was a test of some kind. Um. So I literally, you know, I I essentially turned off my phone. I went to bed. I woke up. I journaled. I actually ended up meditating unguided for 20 minutes. That's, I've never meditated unguided that long long in my life. And I was just it was, I, you know, I was asking the, I was asking the universe over and over again, like, please show please show me I'm on the right, right path. Please mm-hmm. show me I'm on the right path. Am I doing the right thing? And, um, later in the day, I, some, I was having a conversation with somebody and it felt, and I had this split moment where I split second moment where I felt like this is my sign. I'm mm-hmm. on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question a little bit more simply, when something comes up to the point where you feel debilitated by that fear or that feeling, mm-hmm. take a nap, go to sleep, go get to a point where you're not really thinking about anything. Luckily, this happened at night. So I was like, I'm just going to go straight to bed. I'm not going to think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then take some time to journal because when that happens, that mean girl in your head or that External person is speaking directly to your fear. Mm -hmm. They are bringing out something. They're splitting something. Getting into something that you might either not be fully aware of, Mm -hmm. be slightly in denial of, or any combination of the two. Um, For me, it was—it's a small fear that I have. I've acknowledged it, but I'm going to ignore it. And so, for someone to kind of reach in and pull that back out and air it out right in front of my face again was. Mm -hmm. Uh, very, very uncomfortable personally. So I took some time and I journaled and I said, why do I feel the way that I feel? And mm-hmm. I wrote about that. And I said, okay, do I believe this? Because that's important too. If you believe your limiting belief, it will remain a limiting belief.
0: So And
1: yes. Yeah, it's so, just going to be your truth. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, you know, how is this, how can I get past this? Mm-hmm. And for me, that meant Asking the universe. So whether you're spiritual or you're religious, whatever it is, I decided to ask my higher power, Mm -hmm. please show me I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I truly believe that if the reason something like that hurts so bad from somebody that you respect is because you you believe so fully in it that when they come after your you know business, Mm -hmm. it feels like they're coming after you because when you have that close of a connection to what you're doing, it feels like a personal attack, not a critique or criticism or Mm -hmm. constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. So in that case, I was like, I have this process I have to follow. And that is block it out and then reflect on it after I've had some time, meditate, ask my higher power, you know, and if you don't have a higher power, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. Um, meditating or uh, reflecting on it, I do believe in meditation now it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm very new to the journey but it has really really helped me mm-hmm. um and just really acknowledging why you feel the way you feel breaking it down and making sure that you become you come back to that self-awareness of where that limiting belief is supposed to live within you or not live within you so the fact, if it's brought out, it's still there. It's something you have to acknowledge and work on. Mm-hmm. If you, if it's not there, you wouldn't have had that reaction.
0: Mm-hmm. I, 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 couldn't agree more with everything that you said. Um, and I'm very curious how you dealt with, or if you've ever confronted. The guy who said that your business is never going to work out, or you just started to distance yourself and not talk about your business to him like how how has that dynamic been working out and i'm probably i'm I'm sure it's still very fresh and in, in 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 flow right now with it, yeah, so I'm wondering how you're navigating that
1: yeah, so um you know he is he is somebody that I do some work for mm-hmm. um and I, he had taken he had taken digs at my other business before, you know. Say, and I won't go into what he said, mm-hmm. but um, I just kind of ignored it at yeah. that point. It wasn't, uh, it didn't feel good, but it, it wasn't something that it didn't really hit like a soft spot. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: it didn't like it didn't debilitate me to the mm-hmm. extent that this one had. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's already tough when you make that decision and you're in the transition and it is something that you feel so passionately about. And so, you know, I have made the decision that I will not bring up my business with him. Um, mm-hmm. because quite frankly, I, I don't really want to hear what he has to say because I yeah. know personally where his opinion lies and mm-hmm. I, whatever he says to me no matter his intention mm-hmm. is probably not going to be what I want to hear and not going to be conducive to being the best version of myself and bringing up the best in my business,
0: yeah. And so you just kind of like have your shell around yeah. it. And I think honestly, that's the smartest thing that you can do. And for me personally, like when you say something like that, it just brings up like in my story in my life when I first started my business, and mm-hmm. my boyfriend wasn't supportive in the beginning. And I am so stubborn. Like obviously he's so supportive now and he's he's great. But in the beginning, yeah. I am so stubborn, I was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, you don't have to talk to me. I don't need to hear your opinion ever again. Like this is, if you're yep. not going to support yep. me, I don't need to hear your feedback or your opinion. And like, this yep. is what yeah. I'm going to do. And I think just really creating that boundary and sharing, you know, cause sometimes these people that aren't supportive are like your family. It could be their, your husband or your spouse or your partner, yeah. or your boyfriend, girlfriend, yep. or your best friend. That's not supportive. Yeah. And I think having those, yeah. like when you feel to your core, like you know that this is your purpose and your passion and your path, you know, and, and that's why it hurts yeah. so bad. And I think if there's someone close to you in your life, that's not supporting you to really create that boundary yeah. and say, Hey, this is something that is so near and dear to my heart. And you don't even have to verbally say it to them. If you're obviously like mm-hmm. you're in an intimate relationship, like for Garrett, I had to say it. I had to say, if you're not going to support me, I don't want to hear your opinion about it. You know, like this is what yeah. I'm doing, you know, and yeah. And I think being able to have that communication of how important it is to you, if it's someone that you're gonna be in contact with and having conversations like that every day, to set that clear boundary and also go find people that will support you, you know, and yeah, like share absolutely. your business with that because there are people that will believe in you and and pump that belief and pump that, you know, like positivity into your life. And if someone yeah. that you know is not going to serve that purpose in your life, you, you don't need to take their opinion to heart, you know, and you yeah. don't need to. And, yeah. and I think that's a really important thing is like setting that boundary from those people, because there's always going to be someone that's going to critique you and anything yeah. that you do, it doesn't matter oh, what yeah. you do. It doesn't matter if this is the most on-demand job <laughs> in the marketplace, there's going to be someone there to critique you. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it sucks yeah. a little bit more when the person's close to you, you know, yeah. but, um, I think really setting those boundaries and getting clear and I, I am a firm believer in you know the higher, our higher power and the universe, and really believe yeah. in something greater than ourselves, and tapping into that. And in those times of uncertainty, yeah. you know, yeah, those absolutely. times where you're like, a- "Am I on the right path?" I think it's so yeah. powerful to tap into that because your higher self will show up and say, yep. "Yes, keep on going." Yeah. You know, so
1: yeah, I, it, was, it was, yeah, so sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Go on. I was done. <laughs> Oh, so I was, I was just going to say, you know, when you just, when you said uh, a moment ago, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this because you're Mm -hmm. so stubborn. I am completely with you in the same way. And it was weird because when I got home, you know, I, we had been in a meeting when I got home, I just, it was like my higher. now that you mentioned it, it was probably my higher, higher self that had popped into my head and it was just repeating over and over. I'm going to effing do this. I'm yeah. going to effing do this. Like, I'm going to do this. There's yeah. no question about it in mm-hmm. my head. And, you know, the, the only other times that I've heard myself say that, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I've got this. There's no other option was when I was attempting a PR for, mm-hmm. well, tr- you know, trying, go, going for my 300-pound PR. It was like, I'm going to effing do this. Like, yeah. there's no, <laughs> it's just going to happen. It's, it's so, happening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, so having that mentality and that higher self show up in that moment, which you may not even like. I didn't even realize that was probably my you know my higher self until you just mentioned it. And I show up. I definitely show
0: up. I don't know. Sometimes everyone's a little bit different. Um, I'm personally actually kind of driven by negative emotions. Meaning, like when there's haters, yeah. like I'm like okay, bring it on. Like, it's like the competitive nature in me. I'm like, all right. Like you say, I can't do something. That's how, that's how my boyfriend motivates me. He tells me I can't do something. And I'm like, bring it on. You know, like that's how I'm very motivated by that. And so not everyone is, but if you are, and you know yourself like well enough, like turn that negative energy and that passion, like that fire, that probably lit a fire under your ass to be like, it's happening. Like once you got clear on it, you're like, Watch me, you know, and so I think that's like so powerful is that like you you can actually take turn that negative emotion into fuel and into power, yeah. Um, now as we're coming to the end of our call, um, of, of this show, I feel like I could talk on so many other topics, but I wanted to talk about as someone who is multi-passionate, who's very busy, right? You work a full-time job, you're building your own business on the side, you're working out and taking care of yourself every single day. And I hear from a lot of people that they struggle with finding balance. And personally uh, to me, like balance can mean so many different things. And I think to a lot of people it does. How do you avoid burnout? Or if you do burn out, how do you rest and recover and recharge? And how do you deal with that? Because I do believe we go in seasons of our lives. Like there's seasons of hustle and grinds and deadlines. And then there's a time where you just need a day to binge watch Netflix, you know, <laughs> and just like feel yeah. like, all right, like I'm I'm like recharge or go out in nature, or go on a walk. Um, so I'd love to hear kind of your methodology between about self-care and recovery and rest and how you balance all of your, all of your time, essentially with working a full-time job, building a side hustle, taking care of your health, taking care of your mental health and balancing your self-care.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be totally honest. My life probably isn't balanced. I'm not in balanced mode at the Mm -hmm. moment, but I do everything I can to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I train every day. And so I'm taking care of my physical self in that way. I am Eating well or mm-hmm. doing my best to with yeah. balance because I eat chocolate every <laughs> with day with balance. But, uh, but that makes me makes, <laughs> me, makes happy. me happy. You know, a yeah. <laughs> exactly, and I, hey, your body will respond to a happy to a happy mindset. It mm-hmm. really will. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I I find some way to treat myself once a week or do something to aid in the recovery and prevent things that could go wrong, whether it's in my physical or mental well-being. So mm-hmm. for myself, I don't eat out very often, mm-hmm. but I'll go get a massage. Sometimes well, I've been in the habit of going about once a week. Oh I my know gosh, not I everybody love a can, good massage.
0: can do that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I would much rather eat at home and save that money, mm-hmm. but go do something like that for myself once a week. And I look forward to it every week. Um, I think that you have to ask yourself, If you want to, like, if you're working towards something, if you have a goal, there are going to be times that, like you said, you, things are not balanced. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be the best in anything, which I am confident all of us want to be the best in something, Mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge that there will not be balance during that process for however long it is. But I think that planning and prioritizing really, really help with Mm -hmm. coming up with some kind of schedule to visually see when the time is when you'll be grinding and when the time is that you will take a step back and take a breather. So Mm -hmm. for me, because my job, I don't have a ton of, I really don't have any PTO. Mm -hmm. um, It's very hard for me to take days off because I'm commission based. Mm -hmm. So that means that my balance is that I have to have a time of my day where I'm in a place that's completely quiet. I'm very, very introverted. Mm -hmm. And so that was why I I reached out to you for the 5am club Mm because I could get up at six, but I was realizing it's not enough time and I'm waking up and I'm panic, Mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, I have so much I have to do now. So waking up at five has allowed me time to make coffee and then journal and read and meditate in a time frame that works for me in a time where is very peaceful. It is very quiet. Mm-hmm. I look like even though it's at 5 a.m.,
0: I look forward to I it. Yeah.
1: Love it. I, yeah, I love it. I do. I love it. I need it. And I know that if I slept in one day, mm-hmm. the momentary gratification of getting that extra hour of sleep would probably feel good, but not good enough to outweigh how I know I would feel for the rest of the day and how I would perform for the mm-hmm. rest of the day.
0: It, it um, really so, is magical.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think if you. If you don't foresee a time in the near future where you can really take a step back or even take a day, because I know some people are really, really grinding out there two, three, four jobs, Mm -hmm. doing whatever else. If they have kids, finding a quiet moment in your day that is completely silent, that where you can just focus and bring it back to yourself Mm -hmm. and maybe not think about something or allow thoughts to come in and then allow them to leave that is crucial in your mental health and your physical health. You know, even if it's just five minutes, sometimes I meditate yeah. only for five minutes. And other times, if I have a little bit more time or my something within me needs it, it'll end up being 20, like yeah. one time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. finding, finding my, I'm a huge proponent of self-care. So Mm -hmm. whatever self-care looks like for you, do one thing for yourself each day. It makes a massive difference.
0: I love that. And it can be something as so small as just having five minutes to yourself, you know, like Mm -hmm. five minutes without distractions. Like sometimes for me, like (laughs) self-care looks like taking a really nice, long, hot shower. And just like enjoying it. Cause I I don't know, for me, like a lot of my creativity and like the thoughts happen in the shower Um, and it just like, and it feels so nice. So I think it's just, it can be so simple, but I, I love that. Just finding some small thing, one small thing a day that you can do to take care of yourself. And yeah, I'm a firm believer. I don't think our our lives are ever perfectly in balance. We're like, we have time for everything. There's going to be seasons mm-hmm. of hustle, mm-hmm. seasons of the grind, seasons of lots of sacrifice, right? And then there's going to be seasons of rest mm-hmm. and recovery and play, you know? And I think sure. overall, when you look over the long term, is your life balanced versus looking from the day to day? But finding that one thing a day that you can do to yeah. take care of yourself and take care of your mental health, I think is huge. Um, yeah. So, we
1: are gonna wrap yeah, up. I now. love that that you just said it was. Yeah.
0: Oh, what over the long term? Oh,
1: sorry. No, I was just gonna. <laughs> yeah, the long term. I didn't even think about that. If you look at it long term, was your life balanced or? <laughs> Yeah. Have you always have you just been a workaholic for forty years and you've had nothing else to show for it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just over the long term, like, is your life balance mm-hmm. And I like to look things over yeah. like a twelve week period. Um, I read the book, The Twelve Week Year. That's like yeah. a whole another whole another topic. But he talks about like treating every twelve weeks basically like a full year. So you're in a season of hustle for twelve mm-hmm. weeks, and then like you would at the end of the year you take a break, you take a vacation, you unplug, you reflect, you just, you know, you unplug. Yeah. So you have like four real big recovery. To, and it might, it might just be like a weekend camping trip or like a weekend where you yeah. do nothing. It doesn't have to be anything big, but, um, I love that book. I definitely recommend that as well. I will link everything okay. in the, in the show notes. But um, I wanted to ask uh, before we end the call, like, where can people find you? Where can they get more Cassandra and their life? Like where, you know, what are your offerings, anything like that, where people can get more of you?
1: Yeah. So I'm very active on my Instagram account. So my Instagram is I am Cass K. Cass has two S's in it. Mm -hmm. And then my website, uh, theauroracreative.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be changing very soon as I kind of shift into the the coaching programs, but I am offering, um, I am still doing web design services at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, one thing that I did want to mention, since we were, talked a lot about gratitude and self-care, I actually created a free gratitude journal mm-hmm. that you can, anybody can download, um, and it's really I designed it kind of based off of my own personal habits. So there's a place for, to list three things that you're grateful for, list your affirmation of the day, list what you want to manifest, uh, what you're focusing on manifesting, um, you know, listing Mm -hmm. three things that happened that were good in the day. Even if you had a terrible day, it brings you back to the positives. And then there's actually a self-care accountability section (laughs) as well to make sure you are, as well as space for reflection. So I I did want to throw that out there in case anybody was looking for any kind of guidance to get on some kind of self-accountability train to- Or at least a practice. Exactly. You know, some
0: type of practice. Is there like an opt-in link or a website where that's available?
1: Yeah, so on my personal website and on my Instagram, I have links to download it. You just put in your email and it gets sent automatically to you.
0: Okay, awesome. I will link that in the show notes so people can just make make it super easy. Um, But thank you so much. I feel like you added so much value. You brought so much awareness. I loved all of the topics. Um, And if anyone loved this episode as much as I do, please feel free to screenshot it, share it, tag us. We would love to hear your thoughts. That really is how we get the most feedback and what we're doing and how we can better serve you as creators, as entrepreneurs. So let us know what you liked most about this podcast. And until next time, thank you, Cassandra. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit Torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.